Hi, how are you? You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. The road to motherhood for Sally Obermeter was far from smooth. She's had breast cancer, IVF treatments, and her youngest daughter arrived via a surrogate. Now mum of two, she's also the co-host on Channel 7's afternoon show, The Daily Edition, the author of several books, and a co-founder and co-director of online lifestyle company Swish. And now, like mum's everywhere, she's dealing with the chaos of getting back to school. Sally, welcome to Feed, Play, Love. Love that. Thanks for having me. Now we've got you on to get tips on the back to school period. But surely this is like the easiest thing you've dealt with in your life? Compared to a lot of other things, yes. This is pretty, <laughs> like, let's face it, this is, there's no comparison between this and, and cancer or this and, um, and surrogacy or any of those things. So yeah, this is a walk in the park. But you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty lucky to be here and I'm grateful every day. Like those, those things that I went through are, um, they happen every day to a lot of women right around the country and right around the world. So I'm no different to anyone else. I just went through them in the public eye, but, they, through some of those most terrible things, comes the greatest gratitude. And that's what I have. It's so um, deep, you know. So when um, little Annabelle's not putting her shoes on in the morning, <laughs> your perspective is, <laughs> yeah, it, okay, look, take your time. Five times out of ten, it's great. And the five times out of ten, it's like, <laughs> you forget your perspective and you're like, just put your shoes on. <laughs> exactly. Um, and also, of course, you have numerous balls in the air. You're juggling quite a lot of things. Do you have any tips and tricks in terms of getting back to school when you are managing your working life, your, your projects? Yeah, it's hard. And I think for all of us, we have such full lives. When I think for women as well, there's a lot of mental load. You just find you just, you've kind of, it's like a computer with all the tabs open. So it's all about, I think for me, it's about shortcuts. It's about hacks. And that's why I teamed up with the Athletes Foot so that we could come up with these ways to share these kind of little tips, little tricks that make life easier. So I just do a handful of different things that I do. So for example, Annabelle, um, who's my eldest, is now seven. And what happens is they have school swimming, so they take their shoes off. And, of course, every kid has the same shoes. So inevitably, (laughs) inevitably, she comes home with someone else's shoes. So now what I do is I write on these little iron-on stickers on the insole in her shoe, I write, Anna on one shoe and Belle on the other. Like I literally split her name in two in the other shoe. So then when they do Ah. swimming, she reach, she looks around, she's like, okay, Annabelle, they're my two shoes, I'll take them. So so you can do that or you can do first name, surname or... And also if the kids are younger and they don't know their right from their left, that also helps them. So little things like that. The other thing I do, school lunches are the bane of everyone's existence, of course. So what I do now is I find that if she feels like she has ownership over the lunchbox, it's easier. So I set up in the little kind of pick and mix boxes in the fridge. So... I do, for example, a box that's labelled fruit, one that says treats, one that says dairy. And she knows, for example, one thing from the fruit box, two things from the dairy, one from the treat. And if I've got the selections in there, I've had some control over what goes in. She feels like she chooses what she's having for lunch and the lunchbox comes back empty. So this is amazing. When did you start doing that with her? In kindy, after about six months because the first six months it came back every day. It was like, I don't, I don't like that. I don't want bananas and my, my, my crackers are soggy. You know, like just, and I'm like, oh. And so you're in this war. Yeah. And it's like, well, do you know what? Why don't, if you choose, I'm happy because I've, 
decided what the kind of the shortlist is. What difference does it make to me whether you eat a banana or a pear? That's yeah. all fine. What do I care whether you have this cheese or that cheese or this yogurt or that yogurt? Pick. Yeah. You know, and she feels happy. She's like, oh, and it's exciting. It's like a little buffet for them. Oh, I love that. And also it's that independence thing. Like we in our household have probably done too much for our kids for too long. We tend yeah. to. We all do because yeah. we just want to, you know, make it easier. And also I think we've got so much on our plate. We're like, if, I'll just hurry. I don't have time for you to stand in front of the fridge for 20 <laughs> minutes choosing. But these little things, they add up, you know, they definitely do. Now, um, Annabelle's going into year two. She is, year. yeah. Um, so... It wasn't so long ago that she started at kindergarten. What advice would you give first-time schooling parents? Mm, I would say um, kind of just take their lead. I think sometimes we tend to be a little bit like, it's going to be okay, or like we or like we just kind of, because we want to protect them. We want to, we want to kind of shoulder the burden. So I think just let them take like take their lead they'll let you know if they're feeling anxious you know and let them be anxious and 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 help them express their feelings I think that's always really important or if they're feeling excited that's great like just follow their lead they'll 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 guide you they'll let you know what they need I think also it's good if they've got a friend if they already know someone and I found one thing I did find helpful was if she had play dates through the year with other kids that she was kind of friendly within her class that kind of helped to cement this thing about school, especially over long periods of holidays where there was this gap, it kind of uh, sort of helped bridge that gap between, oh, I've got to go back to school. You know, that kind of just made it a kind of just part of life. These are my friends. I see them sometimes at home and sometimes at school. It's And all it was good. definitely those friendship groups because my sister also put a lot of effort into that with her little girl. And um, you're, you're kind of speed speeding up that the growth of those friendships totally. as well which is really nice makes for them. it nice I also think um, for mums and dads find other mums and dads you like <laughs> you know find 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 the parent who you know that you can text at 9 p.m and say is tomorrow the mufti day you know or like I think we all or they'll need, text you or they'll text and you and you'll be like <laughs> yes I think so let me just check with Marissa and then I'll text you know like so you need, we all need that kind of the support we all need that support yeah. network you're listening to feed play love I'm speaking with Sally Obermeter she's co-host of the Daily Edition, author of several books and co-founder of the company Swish. Her daughter Annabelle is heading into year two this year and uh, Sally has kindly come on to help us um, with a few tips on getting back to school smoothly and she was just talking about friendships which is really important for our kids and had some tips on lunches and school shoes which is brilliant. But I'd love to talk about um, what we started with which is your experience of motherhood. Yeah. How different were your two experiences of becoming a mother? Um, look, very different. There's no question about that. You know, with Annabelle, I was diagnosed with cancer the day before. So obviously that was an extremely different experience. I was straight into chemo and treatment for, you know, about a bit over a year. So that was quite different to Alyssa who, you know, thankfully I didn't have that, but also I didn't carry Alyssa, whereas I carried Annabelle. So each one is unique. It's funny. They can't really be compared. It's sort of like saying, you know, do you prefer this pavlova or do you like this fruit platter? It's like these are two Chocolate wildly different. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> these are wildly different scenarios. Yes. Um, and each was unique in its own way and each was beautiful and each was hard in its own way. At the end of the day, all that matters is I have two beautiful girls cheeky as anything so much personality and so infectious and the, and the love is still there so I think it's you know 
the one thing I think I've learned is the road to motherhood is not smooth. It's not a sort of a direct line. It's different for all of us. And however it ends up coming together, it comes together. All that matters is at the end, we've ended up becoming mothers. And that's kind of an extrapolation of that horribly titled mummy wars where Mm. people are saying, oh, well, I had a vaginal birth or I had a cesarean. And at the end of the day, none of it matters. It doesn't matter. So long as you've got that child in your arms and on you go. And and whether you are a stepmom, a foster mom, whether you're, you, you naturally carried a child, whether someone carried it for you, like none of these things matter. We're just getting, I think that kind of getting caught up in like how it happened is so crazy. It's kind of like, well, which road did you take to get here? One must be better than the other. No, all that matters is that we got here. And that we have the rest of that road to navigate together. together, Hopefully helping each other. Yeah, that's right. And what's the most challenging part of parenting for you? I think without a question, it's time. You know, I think without a doubt, that's one of the hardest things. I always remember that quote, biggest barrier to love in this age with children is time. So the reason we tend to lose our patience is is not because we're upset that they're taking so long. It's because you, you've, you've got another thing you've got to go to and you've got to get to work. Or you're trying to get them in the car. So it's always just about time. So I try to kind of stop and breathe and go, you know what? <sighs> fine it's fine their time is not the same as my time they don't get it they don't you know like they don't it, and it is hard you I mean I see I say if I say let's get in the car it's like I will say that sentence 4,000 times before we <laughs> yeah. actually get in the car I read this great thing you know people who don't have children say hmm let's go to the beach and then they get in the car and they go to the beach people with children say hmm let's go to the beach and they spend the next four hours chasing the kids around trying to get sunscreen on and, and hats and buckets and and then four hours later they get in the car to go to the beach like and that is what it's like so I just try and breathe through the, the time factor that's all I go you know what it's all okay and what about the greatest joys? What have you found as the greatest joy in parenting? I, I, for me, it's the bond that the girls have and watching it develop and watching how much they love each other and watching how much they, the kindness. I see how Alyssa idolizes Annabelle. I see how much Annabelle nurtures Alyssa and, and, and just really takes her under her wing and loves her. And I just, to see them have that is for me everything. I love it. Oh, that's beautiful, especially because my kids whack the hell out of each other. <laughs> no, mine do occasionally as well. Don't worry. <laughs> they only do that when I'm, they don't know I'm watching. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you do like each other. I'm sure of it. I'm the, underneath the whacking, they love each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sally, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. That was Sally Obermeter. She's a co-founder, a Swish co-host of Channel 7's The Daily Edition and back-to-school expert for Athletes Foot and mum of two brilliant girls. If you'd like to find out more about Sally and any of her work, head to the Feed Play Love website. That's babyology.com.au forward slash Feed Play Love. Feed Play Love is a babyology podcast produced by Elise Cooper and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. You can get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time. <laughs>